You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It is the summer of 2017. Man, Liam, my summer is just flying by. I'm Ethan. I, I'm sorry, I almost forgot to say my name. It's so swelteringly hot in this year. Temperature is just rising like crazy. But yes, my name is Liam. And we are The Wrestling Life. And it, we are going to take a bit of a left turn this week. And rather than discussing the news of the week as we are want to do, we are going to touch on a story that I think may have been a little bit undercovered uh, at the time that it broke, and that is the film on Vince McMahon's life, the Vince McMahon biopic that is in the works. Sony is apparently uh, going to produce this thing, and Liam, let's just break down some of the particulars of, of this potential Vince McMahon biopic. First of all, what was your reaction when you heard that uh, Sony was developing a biopic on Vince McMahon? Uh, well, my first thought was I kind of just figured it's one of those things that is thrown out there. Like, there's, you hear a lot of times about stories in wrestling. I mean, there's been talk of doing a, an Andre the Giant movie for years. There's been talk of, uh, you know, on a, on a less happy note of doing like a Benoit movie and. It's like so it's one of those things I just heard, okay, yeah, it's in talks or it's in the works, whatever. You know, you hear that. You hear you hear dot 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 is in the works uh fairly often. But uh yeah, when I, once I actually read the articles and it's like, no, there's a there's a fully, you know, a full script. There's it's being it's you know, it's right it's basically it's being greenlit, it's ready to go. They just gotta start casting people and everything. It's like, oh wow, this is like this is gonna be a real movie. <laughs> so I guess that was maybe I just kind of figured it would be one of those things that's kind of a, a headline for a day and then went away. But no, it looks like we're uh, we're really we're greenlighting this thing. I thought, wow, that's actually kind of a really good idea. And my thought was, well, if this is an independent take, that could be a really interesting movie. Uh, but uh, the WWE Studios president uh, is involved as a producer on the potential film. And so uh, I think we're kind of going to get a sanitized WWE version of Vince McMahon's history, which certainly makes our less interesting movie, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Of all things in the wrestling business, they make their history more boring than it was. Oh, without question. I mean, well, we can let's let's start talking about about what this movie could be. Now, Vince very famously had a very rough childhood and grew up, you know, like in a trailer park in North Carolina with a, an abusive stepfather. Um, he didn't meet his wrestling promoter father uh, until he was 12 years old, as legend has it. And if you were uh, would you at, at all or is there enough in, you know, the last 35 years of Vince's life that you don't need to, you know, go back and do the origin story. Um, 
I feel like you could probably get away with just like you can you can have some expositional dialogue about it. You can just have you can mention the rough childhood and stuff, but I don't you know I don't need to see like kids getting hit in a in a movie like this. Um, so I I think it, I mean if I was making it, I would pretty much just pick up with him. You know, maybe even start with him. You know, meeting you know meeting his father as a kid. Maybe that is a decent place to start. But uh, yeah, I would I think it. You know, the less I think the less shown, the better on a on a subject like that. But maybe that's just me. Maybe they should tackle it more head on. I guess it depends on how ser- again, what what kind of movie this is, how seriously they're going to take you know take the subject matter, what kind of message they're looking to send. That could all that could all kind of depend, I suppose. Well, the producer, there are producers, or the directors rather, are are producers on the This Is Us show. Which, like, how do you do the This Is Us version of the Vince McMahon story? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, there's a fair amount of family drama there, I guess. So if you want to, uh, I don't watch that show, so I don't know. I just always see people sad and then they hug. So, I mean, you can, yeah, if you want to go, yeah, well, I mean, maybe, maybe again, maybe they should go into it if that's, if that's the story is. You know, from from humble and some ways horrible beginnings, he he rises above it all. That's you know, if it's like a triumph story, maybe it would be good to start with that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm not a director. I'm just a man with a podcast that's making a few suggestions. <laughs> I like your idea of uh, you know teenage Vince meeting Vincent uh, J McMahon for the first time and that kind of being you know the launching point of how Vince gets into this crazy business but that of course would raise the question of who would play Vincent J. McMahon and I have a very specific uh, guy in mind for this role and that is uh, Tom Wilkinson Uh, he's an English actor he's pretty much um, that guy from that thing like he's been in everything (laughs) He's been nominated for two Academy Awards. Like you, you would know Tom Wilkinson if you saw him, even if the name Tom Wilkinson is not ringing a bell with you right now. But I just figure, for some reason in my brain, uh, Tom Wilkinson is Vincent J. McMahon. Have you given any thought as to potential casting for the elder Vince McMahon? Well, this again goes back to kind of Vince, Vince, uh, Vince Jr. has always been very protective of his father's legacy and has always portrayed him as, you know, a great man and a, and a, and a kind of a warm, you know, a warm figure. Um, so I kind of went a little bit of a different route and I went with a uh, classic, classic actor, John Goodman, I think could do this. Oh, Wow. That's beautiful. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Again, some of these forces, I mean, uh, the listener can decide for themselves whether or not this is comedic or not. I was like, I just think that guy, it's like, he's got a lot of range. He can play kind of the warm fatherly figure. If you need him to play a little bit of a, you know, a little rough around the edges, but you know, he loves you type of dad. That's like, that's a role for John Goodman. That is a, that is a brilliant casting decision that you made. (laughs) Just brilliant. Um, so to me, the most, the, the most interesting part of Vince's career and the, probably the part that will get a lot of coverage uh, in this biopic. Well, I don't know. 
my my suggestion would be that you start, you know, when he takes over WWF in or WWE, yeah, WWF in 1982 and kind of embarks on the national expansion at the end of 83 and 84 and so on and so forth. And you start coming up with some of the regional promoters as characters. We don't need to go through every territory and talk about every promoter that Vince eventually put out of business. But the the key was he bought, uh, he took all of AWA's talent uh, from Hogan down to the announcer, Gene, Gene Okerlund. And uh, Vern Gagne uh, w- is a pivotal figure in that story and harbored a lot of bi- bitterness uh, towards Vince for a lot of years. Uh, but Vern Gagne, it seems to me, would be a, a key character in that portion uh, of the film. I kind of envision a, a, a montage, a road trip montage, I don't know, of whatever character or whoever we have cast as Vince, which we'll get to in a second here, but uh, going and meeting with each regional promoter before he uh, attempts to crush them. Uh, Do you have a Vern Gagne in mind? Uh, Not really. Um, That's, that's one I hadn't really considered. Uh, That doesn't make for good pod. So why don't you give uh, your, your idea for him? And then I'll, I'll try to think of one on the fly here while, while you give yours. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the This Is Us well and go with I think the guy's name is Gerald McRaney. He was Major Dad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy, the bald guy, old bald guy with a mustache, a perfect Vern Gagne. Um, he could play he could play at hard edge, and Vern is gonna come across as a very unsympathetic figure in this story, I'm sure. But I am a horrible uh, podcast co-host, and I neglected to ask, gee, Liam. How would you approach casting Vince McMahon in this film? Would you have the same character or the same ar- actor play Vince as a young man as you would uh, an older man? Or kind of where do you see this movie cutting off? Does it end going? I guess it depends on where, where the movie ends. Do you end with the company going public? Do you end in present day? And do you... Uh- do you attempt to have the same actor play Vince in 1982 as, say, Vince in 1999 or 2009 or 2019, for that matter? I think you could. I think if you cast the right the right guy, I mean, you kind of have to cast a guy who doesn't who's doesn't age very well. I mean, Vince and Vince until like the last, I would say, the last, I don't know, eight years or so was had a very like non aging face. I mean, he's, his hair went gray and everything, but he was still, you know, he's, he's kind of he's st- starting to catch up with him now. But so if you catch if you cast the right guy, and there's a few actors who might fit that bill um, of guys who just don't seem to age, or they've aged slowly enough that you don't really realize that they've aged. Um, so I think, yeah, I think if you cast the right guy, he could, uh, you could have the same guy play him in the '80s and the '90s. Um, as for where you would cut the movie off. Um, I mean, yeah, to me, it's like that 2000, 2001, like maybe it ends with him buying WCW. Um, but uh, yeah, some, somewhere around there, I think would be probably the time to cut it off. And then you do the, you know, the re- you know, that, that post-credits thing that every true story does where they, you know, then explain what happened to everybody for the rest of time to present 
Uh, my okay. So do you have a do you have a specific actor in mind for Vince? So my choice, and this might be a little tough to play the younger side. Uh, now that now that I thought about it, but my choice was like you got to get like one of those guys who just can disappear into a role. So I picked Daniel Day Lewis, who was uh you know he was he was I uh, played Abraham Lincoln a few years ago in the movie that was titled Lincoln, and uh, he's you know he's just a guy he, he can be one of those guys that kind of disappears into a role. So that's uh, that might be a little tougher because I think he's actually you know, in his late fifties now. So playing a 35 year old Vince might not be, uh, might not be in his wheelhouse, but you know, there's makeup and CGI. I guess it might depend on the type of budget they have, but that was the name that came to my mind. Uh, did you have anyone specific in mind for that? And would you cast more than one actor yourself? I would, I would try to cast the same actor. And I, the first name that just jumped to mind because Obviously, he was at one point a wrestling fan. He's done angles with them before. Um, probably wouldn't be turned off at the mention of appearing in a Vince McMahon biopic. Hugh Jackman struck me um, as, a, as a guy that can play either. He could maybe pass for, say, 37 or 42, but he could also probably pass for 57 or 62, if depending on how much makeup you do or do not put on him, or as you mentioned, you know, makeup and CGI and what have you. But um, I think he would embrace the more bombastic elements of Vince's personality and could uh, could play it very big. Um, but Hugh Jackman is a guy that struck me. I also don't hate the idea of Christian Bale. Um, and there's another guy that can that could play, you know, could maybe pass for 37, but also, you know, you put a you throw a wig, throw some gray in his hair, or throw a wig on him, and he looks 57. Uh, I think Christian Bale. Not sure, but he has the the high end of of the range that I think that this role w- will require. But Hugh Jackman um, is the first name that the that popped to my mind. Um, I'm not. I see what you're saying about disappearing into a role like Daniel Day Lewis does, and the guy just becomes whatever character. Um, if McConaughey could act, I think he would be my. <laughs> I think he would be my third choice. Drive-by on Oscar winner. <laughs> McCona- if McConaughey could act, he would be my third choice. But I guess Jackman and Bale are my top one and two. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that's that's, that's fine to me. They really <laughs> took that. <laughs> took McConaughey down a peg there on the side there. <laughs> yeah, that'll show him. <laughs> um so obviously the key figure as far as uh, the 80s and the national expansion, we didn't compare notes here on who we might cast in this in this uh, pick before we went on the air here very much. But I'm gonna just gonna gonna say that you know the key figure in the 80s was Hulk Hogan, and uh, Will Sasso aside, do you have a potential uh, <laughs> guy to play the the Hulkster, Liam? Uh my choice, and this is like the most uninspired choice because honestly, I did Google like who could play Hulk Hogan in a movie, and like everybody had this guy playing him. Um, so it's not the most inspired choice, but it is the first one that came to mind for me. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Thor fame, would mm. be. I mean, he's, it's, it's a big, jacked up blonde dude. It's not the most exciting choice, um, but it is the first one that came to mind. It's I, again, I admit, it's not the most. 
exciting choice. And you did mention you kind of need a guy that can, you know, if any part of this movie focuses on the actual performance of professional wrestling, you kind of need a guy that can play Hulk Hogan character as well as, uh, you know, Terry Bollea. So I don't know that Chris Hemsworth is that guy, but uh, that's the name that just kind of came to mind as far as you, you know, he would look, he could very easily look the part. Um, Do you have a more, maybe a more inspired idea for that role? Oh no, that's way deeper than I got with it. <laughs> my, I, I only thought it's like who does a good Hogan? Well, it's like well they had that little Sasso guy that was on Mad TV that I saw on Raw one time, um, <laughs> you know. But it's like you know Will Sasso isn't going to get in shape for this, so I don't know. You want to throw Chris Pratt in there? Why not? Uh, you know, as kind of a a, guy, a musclier guy that could that you know isn't afraid to do a little HGH to uh <laughs> do a little HGH for a role. I don't I don't know that. I'm sure he diets like crazy. Um just like Ginger. Sure. Who has as we all uh, know has been WWE champion for 2 months as of this recording. <laughs> what a rain it's been. <laughs> you can, well, you can choose whether or not to leave that in or not. So we're going to we bounce from the 80s to obviously uh, the, the, they would completely like you to forget all of the the steroid era and the steroid steroid trial era. He figure from that uh, from that time frame um, and it's Vince McMahon's uh, best friend. It's Pat Patterson and I've struggled to think of a way to suggest my suggestion for the casting of Pat Patterson without, <laughs> without making it seem like I'm a horrible uh, homophobe who stereotypes everything. Or like I, I, am, I am just playing to stereotypes here. But wouldn't Nathan Lane make a great Pat Patterson? Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I think he'd be great. I mean, he's going to, I mean, yeah, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, again, it's not like that's a giant role, but right. You have him be the guy that Vince vents to. Um, and, you know, again, God knows how much of the, the steroid stuff or, or any of that they'll get into the more negative light sides of Vince's life. But even if they just get into the, you know, stuff of, you know, everybody leaving him in the, in the early nineties and going to, to work for Turner. Like there's, there's, you know, there's scenes where Vince needs, needs a friend and you can't, you know, outside of like, uh, and maybe we'll get to casting Linda later, but um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty perfect for, for Pat Patterson. Or at least I had, again, I had zero names in mind for that guy for, for Pat. So that works for me. Well, you mentioned, uh, I'm sure the, the Monday Night Wars era has got to be covered because Vince loves that part of his life. And I guess the two key figures from that time frame were Ted Turner and Eric Bischoff. Ted Turner really was just writing the checks. Uh, but Vince would have you believe. And in the Vince telling of WWE history, it was, you know, Ted and Eric working hand in hand uh, to put to put Vince out of business. But Ted Turner and... Eric Bischoff, uh, do you have any casting uh, ideas in mind for those two gentlemen? Uh, for Turner, I'm split because I have two two ideas. One more, if you want, like more of a more of a comedic take, which 
I'm guessing he might be like the bumbling villain of this picture. Uh, so that would be like Steve Carell. I feel like that's that's <laughs> beautiful. Um, if you wanted to take it a little more serious, you wanted to go for like again like a big like serious actor. There's like a guy like Steve Buscemi could maybe do it. I'm all the Steves, all the Steves. But uh, I think now I'm I'm kind of talking myself, and I pretty much I had Buscemi written down. I did not have Steve Carell written down. But I just kind of thought of that while we were sitting here, and I was like, I think I think Steve Carell as like the bumbling, evil Southern billionaire, I think would be, I think that's the way to go. Uh, how about you? Uh, I was not thinking uh, in terms of Ted, just because I know what the real history is, and uh, I don't have a Ted Turner right off the top of my head. Although I don't hate, you know, uh, I don't hate. Nick Offerman as, as Ted Turner. <laughs> um, again, you know, that's probably playing more to comedy than, than anything else. But, uh, I went John Hamm for Eric Bischoff. Ooh. Uh, it's, he, he needs work. Like he's just voice. He's doing voiceovers for Mercedes Benz, the best or nothing. And H and R block. Don't get your taxes done. Get your taxes one. It's like, <laughs> this, is one, this is one of our greatest living actors. And this guy can't find work. Is it like, I know he had some personal issues. Is he, you know, can he, he not hold a job down? I saw him show up at an NHL awards show or an NFL awards show uh, last winter. And he looked all disheveled and not in a cool way, like in a genuinely disheveled way. Like <laughs> I'm worried about John Hamm. And I, <laughs> and I think that he would, I think that he would, he would hit the right note because Eric Bischoff, he is he has a charm to him but there's also that thing that uh, you know he's not really up to any good uh do you have (laughs) have thoughts on eric bischoff uh casting eric bischoff i do i do think there's definitely a professional wrestling role for john ham whether it be this movie or just in like an actual wrestling company (laughs) but like he he would be great on lucha underground um Oh boy! Like, Which we'll like be getting Dar- in, we'll be we'll be getting into very shortly here. Uh, you know, he could be like Dario Cueto's American cousin or something. Like, um, anyway, there's definitely a role. My pick for Bischoff was I'm just thinking, okay, this is '90s Bischoff when he's all like young and skinny and handsome. So I picked Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That guy's just like you know, he's kind of almost annoyingly charming in everything he's in. So, <laughs> so you know, you throw you throw a, a, the '90s Bischoff mullet on him, and uh, yeah, there you go. I think I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is is my is my '90s Bischoff pick. Fair enough. Um, well, I guess the uh, the other key figure. Well, you mentioned Linda. Now you know that they never are. They're not gonna. They will never hire. You know, like Kathy Bates or whichever frumpy actress is like. <laughs> You know, just a just a just a good actress. Uh, they won't hire. You know, it's going to be like you know, I don't know, like Jennifer Garner or somebody who is like probably you know, doesn't look anything like Linda McMahon. But you know, they need a. Uh, I don't know. Do you have a, do you have a Linda in mind? Like Jennifer Garner jumped to mind immediately for me, and I'm not sure why because I can't think of two people that look <laughs> <laughs> that look anything less alike or have anything less in common than Jennifer Garner and Linda McMahon. Um, my my only thought for Linda, I don't. 
again, yeah, this is this is this is our fantasy book. This is who we would cast, not necessarily who actually will get cast. But uh, my thought was like Robin Wright of uh, oh, House of, House God, of Cards. That's good. House of Cards fame. She kind of she's like that kind of you know she's a little older. She's you know she plays a very elegant you know older woman. Um, again, they're probably gonna cast like Kate Upton or somebody, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that that's uh, that's my pick. Is, uh, Kate Upton. <laughs> she's an actress. She's in a movie with Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Cameron Diaz, another very strong possibility that could actually be cast for Linda. Um, oh, oh boy! But no, I would I would go with uh, with TV's Robin Wright. It's pretty brilliant. It's pretty brilliant, and I mean, now all I can see is Kevin Spacey as Vince, but. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy who belongs on Lucha Underground is Kevin Spacey. Specifically, Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood from House of Cards, but yeah. Um, as we're kind of mowing through the 90s here, so obviously the key figures that we need to cast are Steve Austin and The Rock. And do we want to cast the rest of the McMahon family first, or do you want to begin with Rock and Austin, or how do you want to go about this? I guess we can start with Rock and Austin. I will, I will just say, I also, I feel like, I don't know if the if the if Montreal isn't is Montreal in the movie. That's an important question. Oh, it has to be. I mean, you have to you have to pretend throw some fake dirt on Vince. You know what I mean? And you got to frame that a certain way. Uh, but yeah, I could totally see that being in there. How about you? Okay, yeah. Um, so I did have casting for for Brett and Sean as well. Oh, okay, of course. Um, Sean, I have Dave Franco because <laughs> he just has that like like he has that. 90 Shawn Michaels where you just like all you want to do is just beat the piss out of him every time he's on screen <laughs> which is I think pretty accurate to how people felt about Shawn Michaels in 1997 um, oh yeah so that was my thought for Shawn and then Bret Hart I kind of went back and forth on guys for this role but I just I kind of settled on Matt Damon because he's just kind of like he can play like stern takes himself too seriously type of guy pretty easily you know, you don't, mm-hmm. and you don't really need like a, and you really want like a lot of acting range. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, so that's, so that's, I mean, that's, that's again, that's, that's more in line with the, uh, the, a bit of a lazy pick, I feel like, similar to the Hogan one. But, uh, yeah, I went with, with Damon for Brett. Any thoughts on, on Sean or Brett off the top of your head? No, I, I did not uh, think that far in advance, but I do love your, your casting of Damon. Like he has this, you know, Brett has that thing too, where it's just like, this just seems like a good person that believes that what they're doing is right all the time, whether they're actually right or not. Uh, they think <laughs> you can't, you can't question the convention, their character or their convictions because they believe they're doing what's right. I, I, I enjoy those choices. Um, Steve Austin, I went Louis CK. <laughs> because <laughs> I think if you shave that guy's head, uh, they could possibly pass for for brother. No, I don't have a legitimate Steve Austin choice, but I, my comedic choice would be Louis C.K. And for uh, I don't know, can, I mean, is it horrible to just Google Samoan actors and try to figure out who could play The Rock? Because I mean, I think we could just maybe try to screw with Dwayne a little bit and have Vin Diesel play him. Uh, <laughs> But uh, do you do you have choices for uh, for Austin and Dwayne? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned him as a you know kind of a, a, a an aside on the Hogan uh, discussion, but I went Chris Pratt for for Austin actually. I think 
Oh, that's good. I think that's uh, that's you know, you definitely need a guy with you know that certain charisma in his uh, um, and uh, you know, you shave his head. He might actually he might be in like too good a shape to play. If he's coming off a Marvel movie, he's probably in like too good a shape to play Austin. <laughs> so he can actually like take it easy on this movie. Um, not that Austin was like in really bad shape or anything, but he wasn't he wasn't Jinder Mahal, uh, world champion for the last two months. Um, anyway, uh, Rock, I just kind of see. I went the other. Way. I didn't even really think about casting a Simone guy. I just like just cast the black actor that I liked. <laughs> so I picked Donald Glover, who is kind of <laughs> sure. All over- is all over the place now. He's playing Lando in the in the Han, playing Lando Calrissian in the Han Solo prequel. He's got his his hit FX show. I was like, yeah, just cast a black actor that I like. So I picked so I picked Donald Glover. Um, <laughs> any thoughts on uh, which? Which just brings to mind, you know, Joel McHale wouldn't make a bad Bischoff either. Uh, oh, that's good. You know, having that certain je ne, je ne sais quoi. Um, yeah, I like I like those choices and I don't think that um you know, I think well, anyway, we'll we'll get into Triple H choices here now as we kind of round out that 90s cast as well as the McMahon family as we wind down here. Uh Triple H. Uh do you who would you cast as Triple H? So, this one was a little tough. Um but again, I kind of went with one of those guys that kind of seems to be able to just dive into a role. Uh so I picked Tom Hardy. Uh, oh. who's Bane and Mad Max and uh, The Revenant and a million other movies. Uh, but he's always, he always kind of, he's very good at playing, uh, you know, specific characters and you have to have a certain kind of, first of all, a certain body type and then a certain kind of, I think a certain swagger, a certain uh, smugness to pull off Triple H. And I think he could do it pretty well. Um, any thoughts on your end? I'm going, I'm going bail again here. Uh, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> in praying. A dual role. I'm, pr- I'm praying that Jackman takes the part of Vince, uh, because Bale, you know, he can play, uh, he can play. Uh, he's not afraid to grow his hair out or do a bunch of steroids either, and uh, <laughs> he can play Triple H. Um, I, uh, Shane and Stephanie. And do you have any? Hang on. Do you have anything else, or is it just Shane and Stephanie left? Uh, I did just, and I don't think that he would make it into a Vince biopic, but just for the fun of it, I wanted to cast Paul Heyman. Oh, all right, sure. Well, sure. As you're telling the the story of the Attitude Era, um, I'm sure that the ECW might uh, might come up. And uh, who who do you have as Paul Heyman? Uh, his namesake, Paul Giamatti, playing Paul Heyman. Oh. You, you, well, that's all. That's the show, everybody. We're not going to top that. <laughs> Paul Giamatti is wonderful. Yeah, I almost, I almost cast him as Ted Turner, quite honestly, in this fake world. But uh, I, I settled on him being. I, and I thought, no, he's Heyman. Like, especially like, like bombastic nineteen ninety nine, like bald with his baseball cap and his leather trench coat, Paul Heyman. Like that's Paul Giamatti. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful piece of casting. My word. Paul Giamatti <laughs> is Paul Heyman. I really think we should end the show now, but we're going to continue to talk about Shane uh, casting Shane and Stephanie before we get out of here. Uh, who, are your thought- who are your thoughts on uh, casting the McMahon children? So this is like the most, the toughest one that I, I think I had. Because um, like Shane's like, 
he's such like I don't like this isn't me burying him like I do because I hate him in real life. Like I like he's just kind of like a, a very nondescript. Like he doesn't have a lot of. He's very like if you see him on Talking Smack or something, he's very quiet and doesn't speak a lot and is kind of you know it's not it's just not that interesting you know not that interesting of a guy so i went uh michael ian black who has been on like a thousand mm-hmm. different shows as like he's never the lead in anything he's another one of those if you saw him you know him probably mm-hmm. um type of actors he's you know he's a lot of time he's like the best friend of the main guy in like a, a sitcom or something so that's that's again that's not like a super inspired super interesting choice I don't think but uh, you know that that just came to mind it's like it's kind of nondescript you know he's kind of generically handsome and uh, I have to imagine like Shane and Stephanie's parts in this movie probably aren't that big um, yeah. so you probably don't need like a lot of like real acting out of him so I went there uh, any thoughts on Shane. I went to uh, Vincent Kartheiser from Mad Men. Uh, he played Pete Campbell on Mad Men. Uh, just kind of very apt at playing the um, uh, adult child of privilege, which I I feel like is perhaps a perception of Shane that would never be allowed in a WWE movie. But uh, <laughs> that was my that was my choice for Shane. And how about uh, the billion dollar princess? So I was. I'm more thinking like modern Stephanie uh, when, in, when I guess making this choice. Not necessarily modern, but I went Gina Carano, um, mm. you know, MMA star. She's in Deadpool last year. Um, I don't know. Like I didn't have, again, not like really a strong, you just need to cast like a, a mildly muscular brunette girl. And again, I don't, like I said, I don't think their roles will be, not that they won't be in it, but I don't think they'll be heavily focused on other than maybe some stuff in, you know, the, the nineties and early two thousands. Um, so I, I didn't really have a strong get for that. So I just kind of picked a generically, you know, a muscular pretty girl. And that was, so I came up with Gina Carano for that. Uh, any, any thoughts on that for you? Um, I think you're giving, I think you're giving Stephanie way too much credit. Um, no one, I mean, Gina Carano should play um, an angel, maybe. Um, <laughs> Helen of Troy. Uh, I don't think that. Okay. I don't think she should play Stephanie McMahon. Um, uh, I thought Alyssa Milano, I don't know, thought, you know, again, 40 ish uh, mother that likes to work out is kind of my, my mental like, image uh, of Stephanie. Like Amanda Peet, maybe? Or like. That's good too. What's her, what's That's her good name too. Was on Lost and in the Hobbit movies. Evangeline Silly, uh, Evangeline <laughs> Lily. That might, yeah, so that might not be the best choice. But I'm just kind of thinking of like generic TV brunettes now. <laughs> which, which could be another podcast all in, <laughs> in and of itself. Um. All right. Well, do you have any other thoughts on this potential Vince McMahon movie that could be coming down the pike in uh, the next year or so? Or um, should we wrap up this uh, this edition of the Wrestling Life? Well, uh, no, I think we're we're about wrapped up here. I think there's we've cast all the major roles. I will just mention I forgot to mention this. My last casting, I'll try to end it on a higher note than you know striking out on casting Stephanie. Uh, if Macho Man, I doubt Macho Man Randy Savage is going to make it into the movie if Vince has any say about it. Oh boy! But if he did, slim down Jack Black. 
almost almost as good as your Giamatti. Almost as good as your Giamatti as Heyman. Uh, I love that so much. <laughs> Try, trying to go out on a high note here. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of The Wrestling Life. Until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back next week with more stories from The Wrestling Life. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. All right, cool. Cool. There is a, I don't know if it's your mic brushing up against something, but there's like a rattling sound. Is that, do you know what that is? Uh, I don't hear it. Okay, it's only like when you turn, I, I don't know, what I can't see you obviously, but <laughs> it's like you, when you're done speaking, there's like a shake a shake a shake a shake a shake and I don't know if it's something brushing the mic or if I'm losing my mind. Either seems possible. All right, well, if it continues, <laughs> let me know, I guess. <laughs> okay, it, of course it, it has not happened since I decided to say something, so. I mean, it could have been me like breathing into the mic or... I mean, I just took a sip of a drink. It could have been that, you know. All right. Well, it could, could be any number. number. <laughs> 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 All right. I try to keep on keeping on.